Hey friend, welcome to the Socially Modern Podcast, where I'm your host, Stephanie Mainville. I've built a six-figure real estate business solely using social media and digital marketing. When I first began in real estate, I felt pretty alone in this archaic industry. If that's how you felt too, I started this podcast with you in mind. So grab your notebook as we dig into tactical business tips to grow online and use modern marketing methods to level up your business. Hello and welcome back. Good morning. Gosh, it has been a couple of weeks with each passing Thursday. I thought about the fact every morning that I did not have an episode going out for you to listen to and it did break my heart a little bit, but it was for good reason. It was my grandpa's funeral service. I've had family in town and with all that that entailed, I had decided to just press pause on my projects and honestly just be more in the moment. I truthfully don't do this nearly enough. So I did it and I did have some guilt around it, but it did feel really good just being, you know, being there in the moment and just letting it be. However, I am super excited to be back here with another episode for you on what's in on Instagram and honestly what you can expect to be seeing more of in your feeds. I follow so many people in my profession and I know I've said this here before and I'll say it again. I try to always seek inspiration from outside of my, you know, just in my bubble and in my circle. So that way my content continually feels more authentic to me, more unique, more personable. I think sometimes we see a trend and we like it, but over time, the trend kind of starts to get overused and, you know, eventually it does die out. I'm kind of surprised at how long the lip-syncing reels have been as popular as they are. I find a lot of them to be super funny, but there's a lot that I find to be super repetitive and I'm quick to, you know, hit the scroll past or swipe on them. And it's not because I don't think that they did a good job on the video. It's just, I've seen it so many times played out. I've seen the sound so many times. So that got me thinking about how quickly trends change not just with social media, but just with everything. I mean, we're living in such a fast paced world at this point that it's just kind of the way that it goes. My husband and I actually had this conversation the other day about how someone in a completely unrelated industry, he was talking about how the work he did was super fun, but now it's always about what's the next best thing. You know, it's a constant push to be better and know the new technology, be newer, be quicker, you know, onto the trends or, or have all of that kind of knowledge. And so it was always just feeling like a grind or a hustle, which I think in real estate, we can really relate to that. And as business owners, I mean, truthfully. So while I understand where he was coming from with the constant push, (laughs) I definitely understand it can be draining sometimes. My mind, at least, is always on high alert for what could be the next content wave, what's going to be better or achieve more as far as like engagement goes or sales goes. And if you've been on social media for a little while, then you probably have an idea of like, okay, this post will probably perform really well. Or I know that this home is going to do so well. If you're in real estate, I know that I have certain locations and houses that I just know are going to get me really great engagement. If you're in this thought process of mine, I thought this should 
be shared on the podcast because I was just thinking all this through and I figured you were probably thinking the same thing for your own business. So let's dig into some of the trends I've noticed and I'm personally implementing into my content. Okay. Number one being more opinion and story-based content or personal story-based content. Uh, As you maybe noticed, if you're following me on Instagram, my real estate page, my personal page, you know, it's kind of a mixture of both. I've been switching up how I have been putting out reels content altogether. I'm really focusing and working on having more content that can't be reproduced or copied. There's some of them, of course, that, that can be if they're more tip based, but my personal stories and opinions are, they're just that they're mine right? And so they're my unique way of approaching life and business, individual aspects of my clients' needs and desires, right? Like how I would perceive that and how I would personally handle it. And not only that, it's in my voice and in my tone and with my face, which can really help help people see you as that business owner or leader based behind the brand, you know, all of those good things. I have honestly like really loved creating video content that's just super easy to digest in short bursts with reels. This has been so easy. I can't even believe that I just started doing this, but no fancy equipment has been needed. I don't have some fancy big old studio or a crazy setup. I don't have a bunch of tools that I'm using. I, I literally bought like really cheap little microphones off of Amazon. I have them linked actually in my bio in my Amazon storefront. So if you're like, man, I really need some little good microphones. I have two two different styles in there. And, And that's literally what has been like my audio. I don't have something like, or someone holding up my phone or a camera. I'm literally just like holding my phone. And I feel like when it's less produced, it keeps my attention longer overall. And I keep thinking back to, I I once saw a video from someone, I don't even remember who it was, but it was an informational video that they were talking about, right? They were talking about information for something that they were selling, a product or whatnot. And throughout this, they were doing something very normal in the video. I mean, they were in their kitchen. I feel like they were like making a sandwich or just doing something really simple, right? Just like living life. And I sat and watched it all the way to the end. And it dawned on me that I did this. And, and I was thinking about it because it's just how my mind works. I was like, why did I sit and watch this whole video? And I realized that it was just because it felt like I was sitting at the other end of this person's kitchen island, watching them in real life, you know, do real things while we were having some kind of like one-on-one conversation. Obviously we weren't having a one-on-one conversation, but that's just how it felt. And so it was kind of in that moment that I was like, this is really cool. I want more video like this in my feed that feels like you're sitting across the counter from me or you're sitting in my office and we're talking about this one-on-one, right? So I feel like that's been really powerful and I've gotten really good feedback on it. And my thought on that too, is just that social media was always meant to be a space, right? Where we could truly connect with and deepen our relationships with not just friends and family, but, but brands too. So long story short, if you yourself are working directly with your end purchaser or user, then maybe try to be more authentic in your reel, showcasing your own opinions, your own stories, your own voice, and just 
talking through the video. And they can be done in short little bursts, which I love. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to mess up or I don't know what to say. It's really easy to create a short little, little video clip and then delete it if you don't like it or crop it and edit it if you like a piece of what you said, but you don't like the other part and want to redo it. So that's my tip for you on those types of videos that I'm seeing out there in social media right now. Moving into my next tip would be uh, celebrity or TV show clips, uh, recreating them as shareable content, right? I don't know if you've seen this kind of, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, across the board, it's something that I've noticed big brands, honestly, like really big brands, some micro brands, but a lot of brands have been using celebrity photos and TV show clips or movie clips to bring engagement and relatability to their pages. So then of course, right, what happens is they have recognition, they gain in likability, and overall the outcome has been more sales and they're driving more sales. So what I love about relatable content is that it's easy to throw together. It really truly is. Take a popular movie scene, a celebrity image that's trending. You're probably like, what celebrity image? You can honestly use any celebrity image that you love, like I tend to use the Kardashians, give me a Kardashian image and I will throw something real estate related on it. I just did one recently. If you want some inspiration and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Go check that out. But you can use any celebrity image. If you see one that's trending a little bit online, then definitely grab that one. But a lot of times people take scenes out of like The Office or Legally Blonde or Mean Girls or something like that. And they'll throw their own spin on it, you know what I mean, that helps consumers relate to either you, your service, your brand, like ideally that's what you want it to do. Nice thing to know is that Canva, if you're a user of Canva, I talk about it a lot, they have a Giphy button on there so you can select that and you can pick through a bunch of different ones. So usually I'll type in there, you know, Kardashians or Mean Girls or whatever so I can grab something from there. Here's where though, I want to say, here's where I can see this go wrong. What you, I just want to remind you that what you think might be funny could be offensive to your consumer or your client. So keep that in mind when you're creating, right? We want them to feel like this is funny. Don't use this as a tool, as a way to poke fun at your consumers. They are the ones that need to be feeling heard and understood and enjoy the content that you produced so much that they either really want to engage with it or better yet, they're going to go and share it into their stories for that day or send it to a friend. The, the best part about this being that it's shareable content. So whenever I post these, I, I actually don't care so much for like the, the likes on it. Like the likes are great, but what I really like to see on my shareable content is how many people actually shared it or saved it, right? That's my ideal engagement meter when I'm looking at these. So, and when this happens, what's great is it's a double whammy because the person that's already following you now has seen this content. They love it. They think it's funny. They relate to it. They've shared it to either a friend or in their stories, like I said, and now what's happened now, another person who probably doesn't follow you has seen your content. And more than likely, if they think it's funny or they relate to it, they're going to pop over to your page and now they're opened up to your page and they're going to sit there and sift through and see 
you know, what kind of content are you producing? Is there other stuff that they're interested in from you? It can be a really strong way to use content on your feed. So don't overlook that. Next up is imperfect feeds. This is something that I've really been paying attention attention to. I already know that there's going to be a ton of you that are like really excited right now because keeping up the feed that looks like a magazine is so much harder than it looks. I know this personally because I've done it and I've maintained it for a while and I've fallen off the bus and then I've gotten back on the bus. Like it's just a whole thing. And it was something that honestly got brought up to me a lot in trainings and in classes or just like out and about with different realtors that I was speaking with. They had a really hard time with like, oh my gosh, how do you get your feed to look so cohesive and so aesthetic? But then reels came out, right? And they just kind of like blew it up. They just changed what is going on on Instagram as a whole. So we can at least thank reels for that, right? We're, we're kind of thankful for that. Anyways, at this point, your feed just overall does not need to scream perfectly curated content, but it should all kind of like relate to one another. It should have a similar vibe, if you know what I mean. There, there is really at this point, it's kind of like a, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? That's saying. So if you're a really type A person and you love a schedule, like you love to say that I'm going to post a reel and then a graphic and then a picture, then knock your socks off. That's totally fine. You can still do that. If you're like, I have been posting on a schedule. I like my schedule. Stick with it. That's fine. What I'm saying though, is that you don't have to do that. And majority of people have a really hard time doing this and following it. And, and I just think that at this point in time, Instagram has really become a lot easier to create on if you've already been doing it for a little while, right? I'm sure that if you're jumping onto it right now, you're kind of like, oh my gosh, this is extremely overwhelming. There's a lot to do. There's reels, there's stories, there's posts, there's graphics. Like, where do I even begin? Like, I totally understand that, but chances are, you know, you've been dabbling in it for a little while. So that's where, that's where I'm at. But anyways, you do not have to have the perfectly curated feed. I do think that it's important to just focus on the basics, like keep your brand colors consistent, your fonts, the tone is all the same. Really try, at least I do, to use the same filters and edits on all of my photos on my page and the rest just run with it. If you post three reels and then a carousel, like that's totally fine. Nobody's paying attention to that anymore and being like, oh my gosh, they posted out of whack. Their feed is so messed up now. That's just not, not what we're doing. But for the sake of a new follower landing on your page to peek around at what you do, you look like you have some kind of business branding. You're clear on the content that you're putting out and what they can expect to receive if they do become a follower of your page. So that's just the ultimate goal there. All right. And next trending posts that fit your niche, right? We all saw the little mistrend floating around. If you didn't see it, then I don't know where you were, but there was this really big trend of the old school, like little miss characters, and you would put your own twist to it right? So it would, it would in some way be, come back to your own business and, and it would have your own spin overall. Uh, recently there was actually one that I kind of noticed was floating around, which was like the Avril Lavigne chat thread. I didn't hop on that bandwagon. I just recently saw it. So I haven't gotten to that point yet, but 
I don't think that was as loud as the Little Miss trend. These trends, seriously though, they do blow up really quickly and they really help your followers relate to or get to know you and your product or your service better. Sometimes where I see business owners go wrong with this is that they feel like they can't do it because it doesn't fit their business model or their aesthetic or something, or I've even heard that it's too unprofessional, like it doesn't go with their profession. They don't want to, you know, tie themselves to that or something, but hear me out on this. Like millennials and the younger generations are the ones that are holding down the space as majority users over on Instagram, right? So the older generations, from what statistics say, they like to hang out more so on Facebook. I don't usually see these trends over on Facebook quite as often. They kind of trickle over because Instagram auto posts, whatever, that's my theory on it. But it really started truly over here on Instagram, right? So using this trend on Instagram is most definitely in line, I would say, with who is in the majority use on this app, as well as who will understand the reference right? I know my grandma follows me and like my parents and stuff. And sometimes they're like, what was that referring to? Or what was that real about? You know, when you do like a trend. And so sometimes they just, they just didn't see it. They just did not know what that trend was. But most of your followers probably have already seen it because they're over in the space. They're, they're here anyways, they're seeing it blow up everywhere. So just keep that in mind. And finally, the tweet style posts, you have definitely probably seen these, the tweet style posts are such a quick and easy way to, again, share something factual or educational. It can be an opinion on the top on like a topic in your industry. I know that I truly love to see these in my feed. They kind of stop me from my quick scroll just because it's a little bit different. And it's usually just like white and like some verbiage, like it's just easy for me to see it. I don't know if it's just like the contrast of it, right? This is also a really great opportunity to repurpose some of your content. So if you're like, oh my gosh, what would I write? I have all these things to be doing when I'm out here creating content, but, but simply just take a few point key points from say a recent script on a reel or a YouTube video or a newsletter, and then throw them into your tweet style posts. It does not have to be lengthy. It can literally just be a few things. And then you can give the main points through, like I said, your, your long form video, maybe it's in your newsletter, whatever it is. So everybody consumes content differently. So while some people may be watching your stories or maybe reading your, your newsletter, you know, they may not want to read your newsletter. That might be too long for them, but they will read your tweet style post or something like that. So don't discredit repurposing your content because I think that it's important to do that and it will save you so much time. You might be thinking really quick that this sounds great, but what if you don't have Twitter? Neither do I. <laughs> so I do have Canva. And if you search in templates for a tweet style template, then tons of options come up and you can just edit those and use that as your own. I think that it's a great way. Other brands like will have a Twitter, right? It makes sense for them to have a Twitter. So they'll literally tweet something and screenshot it and then use that. So however you want to do that, there's two different ways. So there you have it, all of these fun new ways to continue producing great content for your brand and business. I think overall, what I've noticed is it's just more genuine connection that we're craving through humor, less produced content, or at least that's what it feels like. So don't feel bad if you're like, wait a second, I still have a lot of say production behind the scenes. <laughs> that's okay. It's totally fine. But 
With all of these changes recently, I found a wave of inspiration through my own content creation, and I'm truly enjoying creating again. I think we can all kind of have these moments where for a minute, it just feels boring or maybe overplayed or overused, but there's ways to bring our content to life. And I feel like there's so much right now that really brings new dynamic to the space. I hope that you found this helpful and I cannot wait to see you back here Thursday next week. Make sure that you're subscribed. And if you would do me a favor, go and leave me a review on season two. I would love to see some of your new reviews on how we're doing this new season. All right. I hope you all have a great day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Socially Modern Podcast. Are you interested in joining the Socially Modern Collective? We are a national real estate team focused on building our businesses the socially modern way. If you'd like more info, book a discovery call with me linked in the show notes. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, also linked in the show notes. And follow me and this show on Instagram at HeyStephanieMainville and at SociallyModern. Modern.